Welcome to the Click for More Customers podcast. Your host is Ted Prodromo, best-selling author of The Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business and Ultimate Guide to Twitter for Business. Ted is recognized as America's leading LinkedIn coach, helping you grow your business while living the life of your dreams. Welcome, everybody. This is Social Selling TV. And you can see this episode's replay and past episodes at socialsellingtelevision.com. And a couple of weeks ago, I was sending some messages to my LinkedIn connections. Just kind of, I like to ping them every once in a while and see how things are going and ask them questions. And Courtney Taylor replied, I think I asked something about, are you making six figures in your business or something? Because as yes. we know, most coaches don't make six figures. It's like the magic number. And Courtney said, oh, no, I'm making six figures. No problem. Hey, do you want to come on my show and share how you do it? So here we go. We're going to talk to Courtney. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure and honor to be here. So tell me about your business and like, you know, what you did before you're doing your coaching. Sure. So prior to going into coaching, I've been doing coaching and owning my own uh, business internationally for the last eight years. But prior to that, I worked very heavily in corporate America doing HR recruiting, staffing training, business leadership and development in and throughout, you know, government, healthcare, uh, Fortune 500 companies, big name brands like Paul Mitchell. And I did my last run really on Wall Street three years consecutively. And as an entrepreneur, maybe you can, you know, relate after working 80 hours a week on Wall Street, it was just burnout mode. And I finally had that coming to Jesus reality of I need to do something better. Um, I need to be able to put my destiny and my future in the driver's seat. And I wanted to be in control. I no longer wanted to just have a glass ceiling above my head and having somebody tell me or dictate to me what I should be doing. That's so funny you say that because I worked for an investment bank. I was their IT person and that's what drove me off to my own business. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You get calls from these guys on Christmas Day saying, I can't get on the network. I'm like, well, it's Christmas Day. You shouldn't be working. <laughs> I think that if anybody wants to understand, you know, what it means to be an entrepreneur, just spend a few days in, you know, a finance situation or Wall Street, and it will give you enough fire in your belly to really just kick things into gear and start your own thing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So you transitioned, did you go to coaching certification or anything? Or you um, So for eight months, I really just rested because my last day on Wall Street, I blacked out. So my health, you know, was horrible. And I talk to people every day and I say, do not wait for pom-pom circumstance to arrive. And you're in your, you know, deathbed waiting and wishing and only hoping you started things sooner. So um, for eight months, I really just rested because I needed to. And after those eight months, um, I came across somebody that I did know as a coach in Wall Street and kind of just took it to the next level. I uh, hopped on a plane, went to Texas, uh, spent two months in Texas, spent over $10,000 in hiring a coach. But you know what? I have to tell you the honest truth. It was the best thing I could have done because I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. Um, you've got to be able to invest in yourself. We're not given the tools to success of how to start our own business. We're just like, okay, let's just figure it out as we go. Um, so I said, I'm going to go out there and find the best of the best and learn from them. 
I always say to people, find who it is that has the success you want and do what they do. Right. It's not that hard, really. No. Success yeah. isn't hard. We make it hard. I like what you said about how you invested in yourself because I come across so many people that, you know, they say to start a business and I say, okay, what's your marketing budget? I says, well, I don't have one. I say, well, you're probably You not want somebody to invest into you and you want to make six figures, yet you're not willing to invest into yourself. You can't expect to receive something you're first not willing to put out there. Mm -hmm. So as your business evolved, you know, what, what kind of stumbling blocks did you hit that you had to overcome to get to where you're at today? Absolutely. Um, I always say to people, I didn't start business the traditional way, like most people, you know, having all the eggs put in, in one basket or everything aligned perfectly. Because truthfully, if you're looking for all the stars to align before you start, you're never going to start, right? So I basically started with a LinkedIn profile no website, and I went head first. And I just showed up adding tremendous amounts of value. Um, I basically did everything on my own in the beginning, and then I diversified and hired a team, right? Um, so the stumbling blocks really in the beginning was, I'm just going to be able to work with everybody, serve everybody, become everything to everyone else while I'm trying to find my niche versus let's go see what my ideal audience wants. What is really their pain points? And being able to create a niche market and be able to pick and choose who I want to work with. Because understand, as an entrepreneur, you're not meant to work with everybody and everybody's not meant to work with you. And right. if you think that you're serving everyone and marketing to everyone, you're really marketing to no one. You're a so generalist. That, that was the biggest stumbling block out of the gate. But as I continued to move forward, I was able to understand and really hone in to more of a niche. Yeah, I went through the same thing when I started. Like, I want to help everybody. I don't want to be stuck in a pigeonhole into yeah. a certain kind of niche. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to work with IT people after the dot-com crash. They were trying to transition to new careers, but they didn't have any money to pay me, so. Right. And, you know, as a coach who came from, you know, working in corporate and doing a lot of um, building up companies and brands from a staffing standpoint, I'm like, okay, I'm going to become a career coach and go help everybody. Well, you know, I'd say yes to the person who was making, you know, $20,000 or the person making $50,000. I didn't really know where my market was. And if you ask me today, I only work with individuals making six figures because there's a different type of mentality. So it's really, who do you want to serve and who do you want to work with? Do you want your energy to be sucked right out of you? Or do you want somebody who's going to show up without excuses and actually apply the tools given? Right. Right. Exactly. So tell us about your business. Like, what do you do for people? How do you help people? And tell us how, when did you start building your team? Sure. So I started building my team probably like a year into my business and I did not hire the best person. Um, so I had her on board for probably a good year, year and a half. And then I realized mm, I need to up my ante and I hired, uh, somebody much better to handle the resume side of things. And then now I have basically a team that, you know, we do graphic arts, we do website development. So it's really evolved into going from just serving the individual who's looking for employment to really helping individuals transition into 
really living out their passion. I always say I like to help people turn their passions into profit. So whether you are unemployed, whether you're in a career transition, whether you want to up-level your career, maybe you're in a sales role and you have no clue how to utilize social media marketing for your company, which most people don't, um, especially the recruiting world or the real estate market industry, which is really two industries I'm very passionate about. So um, I help people really define what is their passion because people are going to work every single day and just living to be able to fill, fill someone else's passion, but yet they've left theirs on the back burner. So whether you're in a career transition or you are a business owner and you're stuck and you've hit a speed bump or wall, I'm here to help you to turn your LinkedIn profile into an attraction magnet by creating a dynamic standout brand. So your ideal audience is literally showing up to your inbox every single day. I'm glad you said that because it's the same approach I take. People just, they don't think their LinkedIn profile is important. I said, people are finding you on LinkedIn. They're, they're, their first impression they see of you is your LinkedIn profile. That's right. That's right. What is the value you put on your first impression that somebody has of you? Because you cannot go back and make a second first impression. And, you know, with the search engines nowadays, if somebody literally just types in your name, more than likely your LinkedIn profile is going to show up. So it's not just a matter of how do you appear on social media. It's a matter of how do you appear on the social, you know, search engines and then eventually to social media. Yeah. It's kind of like people send you your resume and they have typos in it. It's like, oh, oh, please, that's nails on the chalkboard for me. I see it all the time. Yeah. And LinkedIn profile, same thing. It's like mm-hmm. they don't spell things right or they just don't finish sentences. Like, what are you doing? You're trying to find a job, trying to, you send a resume with errors in it, mm-hmm. but they, people don't seem to get it sometimes. Yeah. Or, or people, I have people who just literally quit their job and they don't really have a success strategy of what they're going to do. They just want to become an entrepreneur. Oh, I want to go invest in real estate. Okay, that's great. But what is your success strategy so that you can now replace the income that you walked away from? Because if you don't have a success strategy out of literally saying bye to your boss, firing your boss, you are literally going to either be one of the type of people who is going to drown and only hope someone literally sends you a safety raft and you know you learn all the mistakes yourself or you're going to be the person who says I'm going to invest in a coach so I learn the right system to be able to get the success and results I want and when you say you only work with people that make over 100k that they have that mindset it's okay yes. they get it so they're much yeah. easier to coach yes yes they are because it's easy to really make six figures but people don't know how to duplicate that to get them past, you know, the $100,000 mark. So I always say to people, you know, what was your success strategy for getting to $100,000? Because they hit that comfort zone and then they plateau. They're not willing to repeat the process because a little bit of success will literally touch somebody's ego and blow it up. Or they don't do the obvious of step back and think, well, how did I make that first 100K? Right. Kind of right. like, you know, you make your first million. They say the first million is the hardest, but once you do it, you can replicate it. And exactly. A million. Exactly. And that's really what it is. It's about replicating what you're currently doing. Don't get comfortable because the minute you get comfortable, then, you know, things are going to change and you're not going to like the changes that are about to occur. And that's why you need a coach no matter what level you're at, because they just see things that you don't. You get tunnel vision 
and they can right. point out the obvious. Like, I always say, you know, and maybe you say this to your clients too, maybe you can relate, is that when was the last time, you know, your income grew and why did your income grow? Because if you're not investing in your skill sets and you just think that, you know, your education and degree that you got like 20 years ago is enough to sustain you for the world we live in today, which is a high tech digital marketplace, and you're just automatically going to be able to get promoted in the workforce, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. You want your employer to literally fork over a $50,000 raise, yet you're not willing to learn the skill sets that value or warrant you getting a $50,000 bonus. Or make the effort to get there or communicate with your boss to say, this is where I want to go. How you can help me get there. Right, right. And so people can't get frustrated and blame corporate America because when you do, you're literally having four fingers pointing right back at you. So I think people need to take more responsibility in regards to their career, in regards to their business. How serious are you? Because I put up a post yesterday, I'm not sure if you read it, is that if you are not going to get in the game and put your head down and work hard, somebody else is going to do it for you. And they're going to beat you out. They're going to become your competition. And you're only going to sit there with regrets wishing you were in the game. Yeah. I know from my experience, if you're not growing, you're actually going backwards. You can't just coast anymore. No. Same with my business. So you got to a certain point, I was really comfortable, like, hey, this is cool. But Mm -hmm. what happens is things change so fast. Now you just start slowly drifting down. Yep, exactly. What used to be popular even six months ago is no longer popular. You know, if we just take a look at LinkedIn, I thank God that the groups are going away. But when I first started eight years ago, the groups were the best place to be in and that's how I literally started. So if you don't change and adapt to what technology is going to do to be able to better yourself, you're just going to stay stuck and in a rut. Yeah. Well, they're going to try, I think they're trying to resurrect the groups from what I saw there. I don't know what they're doing. I hope they get away with them. I think um, video is really becoming very popular and people don't want to tap into it because they're fearful of how they're going to show up. Just get over your fear and, and just do it already. You know? Yeah. Are you using video on LinkedIn yet? <laughs> you want to hear the funny thing about that <laughs> is that they gave it to me after waiting for literally like a year <laughs> for, for me to get it, right? I've got like approaching 10,000 followers and you don't want to give me the new tool. And you asked me to become a LinkedIn, you know, um, influencer and you're not giving me the tool. So here I am knocking on LinkedIn's customer support, which isn't the best, but um, they gave it to me for literally three days. And then they took it away. And so here I am. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, it'll take us another two weeks to put it back. So um, as soon as it becomes available to my profile based upon LinkedIn's customer support and their IT, um, I'd be more than happy to use it. I've been trafficking people over to my Facebook business page and doing Facebook live videos and things like that. But I'm really hoping that they, you know, figure things out and put it back up there. They're very slow to roll things out. Isn't it frustrating? And they're owned by Microsoft. It's like, come on, guys. You know? Yeah, they, I thought that would improve when Microsoft took over, but it takes six months to a year to roll out updates to everybody. It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, it's still the best tool out there for B2B prospecting. It is. It is. And, you know, um, the other tool, I think, aside from LinkedIn, just to veer off here for a second, is really Meetup because people are looking for, and this would be a great thing if LinkedIn actually did it, and instead of doing the groups, is put together like 
you know, live networking opportunities where people could get together and literally network. Or even if you did it virtually, like virtual groups, kind of like, um, I guess, taking Google Hangouts from the dead and being able to implement it into a LinkedIn platform. I think that would be a really powerful tool for LinkedIn to build in. They have the LinkedIn locals. They have one here where I am. It's very popular, but LinkedIn does a terrible job about promoting it. Yeah, it's it's very small in regards to the communities and stuff like that. I think we have one here, but I think that would be a better space than the LinkedIn groups. Yeah, yeah. If they just turned into spam buckets now, it's, there's no interaction. Exactly. exactly. Some so. internet marketers figured out just blast content in there, and you're going to get business. Like flyby drop-ins is what I call them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not showing up on social media, I mean, people literally say, what is your key to success? It's literally showing up and adding value and remaining consistent. It's not showing up and looking like the used car salesman, you know, and the lot on uh, social media and saying, I have this, that. They don't care about your accolades. They care that you have a heart and a passion of serving. And when you show up and you serve every single day consistently, watch how your results will change. It's that simple. Right. Yeah, I tell my clients, pretend you're sitting across the table at Starbucks having a cup of coffee with this person. What would you be saying to them? And right. they're like, wow, that's just revolutionary. I'm like, <laughs> the people uh, over when, there you're talking to, like, we're talking. <laughs> the best book, I have all my clients read it. It's a non-negotiable for me, is the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, which should be a high school curriculum. Um, and it's not because people just don't know how to literally associate, never mind, be able to utilize social media. You scroll through the newsfeed now and it's just, you know, nobody has any respect for anybody. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. Well, so that makes us stand up. out. You know, when we yes. treat people with respect, people respect us back. Oh, right. And when that. you show up and you add value, it's amazing because now you stand out. Yeah. You stand out from the people who are literally just out there airing their dirty laundry is what I like to call it. Zig Ziglar says, I help as many people as you can get what they want. You'll get what you want. Exactly. Exactly. So, and it's we're a, losing that. It's really sad. It is. I, I, I'm very blessed and fortunate to be able to take every single Friday off from work and go serve in ministry. Because when you lead with service and you understand the heart and passion of what it is you're doing, it's not work anymore. It's yeah. you're showing up and you're just leading with passion after passion after passion. And it's not like somebody's literally pulling your teeth to be able to do what it is you really want and enjoy. So what other social media platforms do you use? I use Facebook and, and this year, you know, I got tugged to be able to do a little bit more of the Facebook live videos. And I was doing that. Um, a little bit. Um, I also utilize Meetup because Meetup is a very underserved platform that has huge, huge potential. So reaching out to other um, business leaders and, you know, networking. Uh, last year I did kind of like a small mastermind and I took the small mastermind of us literally meeting together and we did it online and created a mastermind group, which was really cool. So it's knowing how to utilize the platforms to get the biggest results. You have to show up where your ideal audience is. And as much as 
and people are probably going to throw stones at me for saying this as much as people want to invest in a Facebook advertising, you need to know your demographics because the people who show up on Facebook are literally making less than $50,000 a year. They're your, your, you know, your older um, people. The demographics have changed from its infancy. You know, we now have Instagram. We didn't have Instagram when Facebook literally started. So you need to understand your demographics. You can't just automatically think, okay, I'm going to show up on Facebook today. My ideal audience is going to come running. That's not the case if you don't understand the demographics. LinkedIn is where people are making six and seven figures. And if you're looking to be able to um, network and do business with those type of people, you have to know how to show up. So social media and Facebook isn't bad. It's all in how you use it in regards to reaching your demographics. Yeah. Yeah, I just read an article last week. Facebook's for old people now. <laughs> yeah, it really, it honestly really is. It's like for your retired, you know, folks. And when I go through my um, connections, I'm like, dang, these people are like old enough to be my parents, you know, or grandparents. And that's just the reality simply because we didn't have Snapchat and we didn't have Instagram in the days when Facebook was literally in its infancy. So now that we have more of a diverse, diverse um, social media, you know, platforms, you have to understand where your ideal audience is showing up. So do you do Snapchat? I don't. And here's the thing. I'm not going to be the type of girl that's going to, you know, be an individual that shows up and be a jack of all, you know, things and master absolutely nothing. Um, I've learned to master the craft of utilizing, you know, LinkedIn and I've done things that nobody else has done in regards to, um, meet up. And here's the thing, and maybe you've seen this when LinkedIn was brought, uh, bought by Microsoft, a lot of people left. They were ticked off. They didn't want to learn anything new. Had I left, I wouldn't have had the results I had last year in business. It was the biggest, best year I've had, you know, um, in business. So you have to be able to remain consistent in regards to the changes that are being made. Because if you're just going to be the person that bounces from social media platform to social media platform, no one's going to take you seriously. Right. So my main thing is literally, you know, LinkedIn. Um, I, I coach on, you know, the social, the five minute or five hour social media work week and then really the five minute social media day and what you really need to do because if you have a social media manager you don't need to be sitting in front of your computer every single day you know you're just literally spending maybe five out five minutes in the morning you know to kind of go through and see what are people liking um in regards to my content what are they sharing and then you spend the time responding back to email so you know, people think, oh, you got to sit in front of your computer and post things 24 seven. No, you have to utilize the tools in front of you in order to make it autom automation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not that hard. Do you use Twitter? I'm not a big Twitter fan. I, one of the things um, that I do like, and what I've noticed is that, you know, LinkedIn is connected to Twitter. So anytime you put out something, it goes right to your Twitter feed. You're limited on characters. Um, I think Twitter is more for politics and Hollywood celebrities. Um, what people don't know is, you know, um, I spent 15 years in the modeling and acting world. Uh, prior to literally jumping headfirst into the corporate industry. So I try to stay far away from that kind of drama. 
Um, you know, it's dependent upon your industry. If you're in real estate, you definitely need to put out a, a news blurb on Twitter in regards to what's going on. If you're in the financial services market, you need to put a news blurb. So again, it's going back to the demographics and who's really showing up to those platforms. Twitter's not the place for where my ideal clients are going to hang out when they're looking for employment. They're mm -hmm. just not, you know, um, there are your guys that are literally on wall street, only wishing and hoping that they had an opportunity outside of those four walls. Right. Yeah. I have a lot of content being sent to Twitter and I engage a little bit. I was looking at one of my reports. I use sendable to send out my social media. I reach 250,000 people a week on Twitter and I'm totally ignoring that. I'm like, Better start engaging yeah. a little bit. Yeah, they keep sending me reports like, oh, you're, you know, so-and-so is following you and this and that. Again, you know, you could split yourself into a million different parts and, you know, be on Instagram and be on Snapchat. I mean, I think one of the greatest guys that's got it going on is Gary Vandercheck. He's really, but again, you know, you have to know what you're good at. And that's just his craft. That is his craft. I don't want to be the type of person that's showing up to every single platform and almost watering down my message and brand. I want to be able to show up one in one community and be known and recognized and dibble and dab in the rest. Um, yeah. You could dibble and dab. You don't have to show up as an expert because then you're watering down your brand and your message. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. For the past two months, I've assigned my assistant to learn Instagram and see what, if it's worth it. And she's yeah. got me over a thousand followers and I'm getting a lot of traction all of a sudden. I definitely think, I definitely think that that would probably be the next platform if I wanted to go dive into something else. Um, I find that there's a very young, younger generation there, but I could be wrong. Um, my, my market really is serving individuals from about 45 and up. You know, I'm not here serving a lot of the millennial generation simply because, again, it's a mindset, a mindset shift. Yeah. And it's nothing to, I'm part of the millennial. I should have been born a year earlier. I would have missed that generation. <laughs> but um, I think it's, you know, they want a self-service mentality. Um, and I'm not saying all of them. There's a huge, you know, group of the millennials who want to really kick butt. So, again, it's all about who do you want to serve? Where's your passion? Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing, biggest tip you could tell people on this because I'm really focused on kind of the same audience, mostly over 40, and they've been in a good job and they've lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I just kind of realized that in the past six months or so, like, okay, most of my audience is over 40, they're executives, they own a home, and They've been thrown out to the street, just like me. Three times my career has been disrupted in 17 years. Wow. Um, the other market that I love serving is the vets. I love helping veterans be able to transition from the military sector to the civilian sector um, because the sad thing is, is that they literally go out, they sacrifice everything, they put everything on the line to make sure that we live in a country of freedom, regardless of whether you believe that or not. And then they come back and there's no program that teaches them what they should be teaching them. Yes, there's free programs, but I tell you, they come to me time and time again and they're like, Courtney, I only wish you work for, you know, hire the vet or you work for this organization. And the sad thing is, is they don't want to hear from us because they think that what they're doing is the absolute vet yeah. best. And you look at the number of vets who are completely unemployed, it, it, it's saddening. So my heart and my passion is really helping 
um, the vets, whether it's they want to come out and they want to start their own business um, or they want to do consulting or they want to go back into, you know, a corporate. So that's, that's an area I think that's very underserved. People overlook, you know, the veterans and that's just an area that I really love serving in. I love working with vets because you tell them to do something and the next time you meet, it's done. Yes. Discipline. Now you understand why I, why I have learned my niche, you know, um, because literally you, you tell them to drop and give you, you know, a hundred, they'll drop and give you a hundred. They're not going to question you. Yes. Respect authority for the most part. I've got a guy right now who he's never been in the military, but he's come from a military family, his, you know, lineage. And you would have thought that he himself had been in the military. Um, so I absolutely love it. He works for a military uh, company and you know, a lot of these people are just tired of the, the corporate structure. They want to be able to start consulting. Yeah. So it's, it's a good thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, it's great talking to you because you just can tell you love helping people and you really care. You're not just yes. doing it because you say you like to help people. No. And then, you know, people will say, okay, well, why do I have to invest? Well, there's the law of reciprocity. You know what I mean? Um, you're not going to go to Walmart. I would hope not. And, you know, go with the carriage and just throw whatever you want in the carriage and walk right out the door, you know? So, um, it's the same thing of, are you going to go shopping in my mind for free? And I think if you are in business for yourself, if you are a coach or consultant, you have to understand your value and don't sacrifice your value just because somebody else wants to be able to diminish it right now there's no business that has succeeded that didn't invest yeah I exactly mean, you got to have a plan and you have to invest right right it's that simple i mean you have to spend your time wisely right you can get money back okay being on wall street you can get money back all right but the lot the thing you can't get back in in your life is time where are you spending your time you know, I, I talk to people every single day and it kills me. It's like they hate what they're doing. What are you willing to do to change it? Because do you want tomorrow to really live out the same exact way as you lived out today? Yeah. Life's too short to play small. And that's why, you know, in, in corporate, I was known as the no bullshit coach. And I think I still hold the title, you know, owning my own business. You know, I'm not here to deal with bullshit. I'm here to push you so that you can live your best life now. Life's too darn short. It is. Yep. Well, Courtney, this has been great. Yes. Thank you so much again for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And if there's anyone that, you know, is watching this and wants more information, you can totally go to my website, marketingwithcourtney.com. That's Courtney with a C. Um, feel free to go to the contact button and literally reach out to me, schedule yourself a 30 minute you know, consultation. I'd love to get to know more about the individuals on the opposite side of the screen. And again, uh, Ted, thank you so much. Again, it was an honor and a pleasure. So what was your website again? Marketingwithcourtney.com. C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. This has been really a lot of fun. Yes, it has been. And we'll definitely stay connected through uh, LinkedIn. So if you're not following me on LinkedIn, it's uh, Marketing with Courtney on there as well, or Courtney Taylor. And I'm from New York City. There's a lot of me. My name's popular. So feel free to reach out and connect. I'd be glad to help. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good one.